Hey everyone, there's a cold front rolling into Texas and we expect temperatures to dip into the high 80s any day now. But since it still feels like the surface of the sun outside, my friend Stephanie and I hightailed it to the movie theater to beat the heat. What did we see? I'm glad you asked. We saw Downton Abbey and it was everything I wanted it to be. Was it a blockbuster hit that will break all the records? No. Was it super intense or full of mystery? Not at all. In a word, it was a delight. The gowns, the swelling musical score, and Lady Violet's fantastic dialogue. It's all there for you, including the ghost of Matthew Crawley. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I shouldn't joke about such things. Rest in peace, Matthew. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, here we go. We can just sing it instead of putting the music in. Copyright. <laughs> I'm here with my friend Stephanie, and we are going to talk the Downton Abbey franchise. Movie, yes, some of the TV show, because we are fans. Is that an accurate statement, Stephanie? It is. Yes. How long did you, did you watch the whole entire season while it was live, or did you jump on that train later in life? I watched starting at season two. Live. So somebody had purchased the DVD set of season one. Ah. And then I caught up and watched from season two on live. So you heard from a friend who had the DVDs and you thought, what is Downton Abbey, huh? That's PBS. Right. <laughs> Sesame Street? I called it Downtown Abbey for a long time until I realized what it was. Best Downtown. Abbey in the world. So I learned of it from church. I think maybe 47 people were talking about it one day, and I felt kind of weird not knowing what they were talking about. And realized, same happened with Poldark. I had never heard of Poldark, another PBS masterpiece. And uh, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to do, and I borrowed DVDs as well. Because it came out in 2010, so I feel like that was before streaming, and yeah, I mean, ne- Netflix were maybe... You could get DVDs, DVDs in the mail. In the mail. <laughs> Three at a time for nine ninety nine. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Uh, I just used to love getting my DVD in the mail. Anyway, so I started watching it too. Why was everybody so obsessed with it? What do you think made it such a great show that everybody was talking about it? And you and I drank that Kool-Aid. Why? I think it was refreshing. It was a family drama without being like crude or inappropriate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... It was kind of on the bandwagon of like the Jane Austen period pieces. I think my years might be wrong. They had just remade Pride and Prejudice. And Mm -hmm. I know there's a large time gap there. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first watched the very first episode, I was like, oh, this is great. It's like Jane Austen time. And then I was like, oh, it's after the Titanic. This is (laughs) not the same time period. (laughs) This is a little bit more modern. That's why they're wearing sheath dresses and... Hair bands. Uh huh. But it was great. It was great, and it was on PBS. Like you say, there's no, 
There, I mean, there is some scandalous mm, things that happen, and Lady Mary is always attached to it. But I think it. I think you're exactly right. I think it was something that was a little bit cleaner. A, a, nothing like that was on TV at the time. I don't think. And it was free. Uh, free. You didn't have all, to pay for no. HBO or Showtime to get right you know, two hour episodes. For right. the season, it's great. I loved it. I probably started watching. You, I was probably with you. I think I started watching season two, and luckily, I watched season one right before season two started because that's always been the hard part too, having to wait so mm-hmm. long for the next season. There were six seasons of Downton that ended in 2015, and so four years later, we are celebrating the Downton Abbey movie. Question one, do you think it's weird that they wanted to do a movie four years later or a movie at all? I don't think it's weird because I think it's what the people were asking for. Right. We all were left with lots of questions. Okay. And plots hanging. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like people who watched Friends. We keep hoping for a reunion on one hand, but then also dreading it because yeah. it'll ruin oh, it. Exactly. I don't think the movie was bad. But I don't think it was any kind of great revelation either. To me, it was just a delight. Yeah, it was two hours of continuing the lovely series. Yes, I feel like we walked right in. And you and I did look at each other when they played the wonderful, grand masterpiece of a score that comes in. There it is. And it was, I remember we looked at each other and you might have said, we probably should have reread some things and <laughs> rewatched the final re- season. <laughs> rewatched the last episode, at least. I don't know. But we didn't need to. I feel like I walked right in, remembered every character, knew that person is with that person. You knew what was going on in life. It's as if nothing ever changed, in my opinion. And we just picked right back up with a storyline. We did. Mm-hmm. I did miss, I don't know if you remember watching it live, but the first like two minutes of every episode was a recap oh, of yeah. what had just happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. I could have used a <laughs> smidgen of a two minute recap just to pretend like it was part right. of the series. Right. But I guess for those that didn't watch, it was a story within itself. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Why don't you tell everybody what, in a nutshell, the general story was of the sh- of the movie? So the New Downton movie is kind of reconvening all of our favorite characters from upstairs and downstairs of Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. And the king and queen are coming <gasps> to visit. What? How have they never visited Downton? That was the, that, to me, that was a perfect storyline to make this movie. Perfect. Have royals come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about the preparation of the home, mm-hmm. the below ground staff mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get the rooms ready mm-hmm. and the food ready and mm-hmm. how to order and prepare everything and then the family members how it you know who's going to stay in what room and mm-hmm. how are they going to present the home and the estate mm-hmm. and getting ready so it's fascinating to watch it all come together mm-hmm. and see them all work together right. and then also you know hijinks ensue just like oh, they always do yes. someone tries to overturn someone else's decision yes so. that was something that i that was unexpected for me if you put Lady Violet on the screen, Maggie Smith, you know something fabulous is going to come out of your mouth and you're going to laugh or roll your eyes or just giggle from what she says. I laughed a lot more than I 
expected to laugh by other characters Mm -hmm. in this movie. That was one of the big surprises for me. Do you think the movie did what it needed to do as a movie four years out from the TV series? I think it did. I think it tied, you know, a lot of strings to storylines up for us, Mm -hmm. uh, but still left enough mystery for Mm -hmm. our imagination to fill in the blank or maybe in future years for there to be some sort of sequel. Right. Um, But it was a good ending to Mm -hmm. some of the characters' plots. Mm -hmm. Do you think if you're a Downton Abbey fan, you will like this movie, correct? Oh, hands down. What if you are not a Downton Abbey fan? Do you think you can go watch the movie and still enjoy yourself? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think... Like, if we would have dragged somebody with us who had never seen it, we may have been frustrated by them (laughs) asking too many questions. But I think the story stands on its own feet. Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. They might think it's silly. Yeah. If you don't have that background with the characters. But Mm -hmm. it was just fun and a good story. What were a few of your favorite parts of the movie? What did you like about it? Oh, so many things. I think... The first thing that popped in my head when you said that was, I thought it was hilarious that they um, called a plumber to fix the <laughs> water heater furnace, and that they don't have somebody on staff who can do that, since they all, they're kind of self-contained. Um, he was cute. And he was an attractive plumber. I don't know many attractive plumbers these days. Uh, so that whole situation was interesting to me. They've never addressed... Yeah. The running water right. and the hot water right. situation. Right. Um, so having that come up and them saying, mm-hmm. well, we can go back to olden times and boil water <laughs> and bring it up to the guests. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. That was good. Um, I think our my main highlight was, of course, Lady Violet and mm. Isabel. Oh, my They could gosh. have a TV series, just the two of them. They should. They should have a podcast. <laughs> I would listen to that all day long. Because there is a snark about them where they they know that they are at ends, but at the end of the day, they are good friends and on the same team, if yes. that matters. But she's going to berate her, and she's going to make fun of her, and they're going to be totally fine at the end. And. I, I like that. I have a hard time with people making fun of other other people because it makes me like, eh. But I know that she can take it and she can dish it out. And when I say she, I mean both of them. Yeah. Both of them can take it. Both of them can dish They're it well out. They're well-matched. And there was also a new introduction of a character who was the queen's, what did you say? Not Lady, Lady in, waiting. in Waiting. And um, her name was Magda Mod. Maud. Maud. But she was, um, you told me this in the movie, it's the lady who played, can I remember names? In Umbridge. Harry, Umbridge in Harry Potter. She is Carson's wife in real life. That just blew my mind and I loved it so much. But she's introduced into this one and she's got a pretty decent role, but she is Lady Violet's cousin. So then we add this third lady in with all of the back and forthness that made it really fun. She's got a pretty important storyline, but one thing that I did see in research is that um, that Maggie Smith and this lady, um, Umbridge, I can't remember her name in real life, but they were both in Harry Potter, obviously, so that was kind of a nod to Harry Potter, but eight of these people 
on the Downton Abbey roster, cast roster, have been in Game of Thrones. Really? Is that not the strangest thing? I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I don't know. I don't either. But I do know the redheaded girl from season one who was friends with Anna is married oh. to Jon Snow. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> who knew? I think she's on the show, too. Uh, forget. But, you know, fun facts <laughs> that all these British people are always in Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey and now Harry Potter. It's great. Yeah. They're all, they all work for the same agent. <laughs> The same agent works for them. I don't That's know how true. that works. <laughs> what? Who were the characters who surprised you? Who you kind of rooted for and liked in the movie? Besides Lady Violet, we know her. Right. Well, I would say in the six seasons, Edith was not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people agree. But oh, she did pretty well in the movie. Yeah. She was likable. Yes. She's kind of learning what it means to be like the lady of a house mm-hmm. and... Her, she's kind of calmed down her, you know, younger sister antics. Yeah, just kind of played along with the movie. Yes. so she surprised me. And not comparing herself to Lady Mary so yeah. much because yes. they could not be more opposite. So that's why Edith's coming to town with no nanny, no valet. They are modern folk that drive themselves around. So I think, like you said, she's just owning that and not caring that Mary is about to take over Downton and have this whole, which is also another. Another through line is Mary's struggle with, should we even be doing this anymore? Right. Do people have upstairs and downstairs anymore? Is this even a thing anymore? So that was, that was an interesting way. One of my favorite characters who I didn't really register him as anything yes or no in the TV series, but Mosley, I laughed more at him. He was this wonderful piece of comic relief, just sort of injected here and there and here and there and every time he was on the screen I found myself laughing and that was surprising to me he did a good job I think so too (laughs) I loved his moment in front of the king and queen at dinner where he just babbled out of character and out of turn (laughs) and they just you know with their poise acknowledged (laughs) it and moved on (laughs) that's something I would do at a formal dinner yeah (laughs) speak out of turn Talk to the wrong person or use the wrong fork. (laughs) So many forks. That's what was great about the movie is that the, when the Royals come to visit, they also bring all of their upstairs, downstairs people too. And so the downstairs people are kind of moved aside and they have issue with that. So that's when hijinks ensue. And I think I loved that whole little, whole little plot line. There are some plot lines that I could have done without, um, one of them being the assassination attempt on the king. Spoiler with, alert. I know. With Tom <laughs> Emmett. That, I, I don't it even, seemed unnecessary. Yes, it did. I think it was to create um, tension between sure. Mary and Tom and kind of give them purpose. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, kind of trying to bring back season two mm-hmm. Tom of like, he's Irish and oh, he doesn't go along do? with the monarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is he going to do when really he was mm-hmm. trying to protect the king? Right. Um, but it did seem silly. Tom, I found myself, my heartstrings pulled toward Tom a little bit more. I've always felt sorry for him throughout the TV series, but this time I found myself rooting for Tom. Just, come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. I want Tom to live a happy life, and however that looks, that needs to happen. Managing the estate. He's helping, and we want him to find love. I do. I want Tom to find love, which brings me to my next question. 
Harkening back to the TV days, Stephanie, we had two very big deaths that were devastating in Downton Abbey. One being Matthew's death via a uh, car. He just died, like he fell off a cliff or something and rolled and ended up underneath the car. Ugh. And then Sybil, whenever mm. she died after her baby. Which one rocked your world the most? You have to choose one. That was the most life-changing. <laughs> what is going on in we this? We just talked about this before we started. Yeah. Kind of trying to relive right. a little bit. And we've decided Lady Sybil's yes. death yes. was emotional. Yes. We were all distraught. You felt the emotion in the room as the family members mm. were sobbing. All of them there. The all baby starts crying. Oh. And it was just like gut-wrenching. Um, and then we have Matthew's accident at the very end of season three. Yeah. For me, that caught me so off guard. Yeah. I mean... They obviously were both unplanned right, in my mind. Right, right. But when Matthew died, I was so shook yes. using the new term. Yes. yes, you are. You are very now, Stephanie. Because I didn't hear the rumors and oh. I didn't see on Twitter or Facebook yes. or whatever that he was leaving the show. I had no idea that was happening. Mm-mm. And to be the season finale Mm-mm. and have it just and go that's dark. The end. Yes. Uh, we have this blood trickling out of his ear and Mary having just had their baby and waiting for him to come home because he's driving home happy in his car. Right. Nope. Ugh. Here's It was he, an emotional roller coaster. It really was. Joy and trauma. It really was. And and to your point, we had just lost Lady Sybil. What you doing taking Matthew from us yeah. however many episodes later? Just rude. Rude. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. I was the thing that the thing that made Lady Sybil worse was we had this roller coaster of oh this lady over here is sick oh but now Sybil is sick and then oh Sib- she's fine oh here's the baby oh wait no she's dead what and then they all come in and then we just watch the clip too where then you see downstairs mm-hmm. and they have learned these people have raised that girl most of them especially Carson and Mrs. Hughes and Mrs. Patmore their whole entire lives so that's their family too and there's nothing they can do they can't go upstairs and console anybody or do anything yeah, they just separate in their as, grief is there anything we should do Mr. Carson carry on Daisy as we all must <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying, really. <laughs> she wouldn't have noticed if I died. You don't mean that. No. No, I don't. In my life, I can tell you, not many have been kind to me. She was one of the few. As Carson says, you just have to move on. Because Daisy says, what can we do? And he goes, you just keep going. keep going. Carry on, as you always would. Ugh. But then... Math. Then you have some episodes that you get to grieve with the family. Matthew, mm, gone, bye-bye. And then a year later, here comes the next season. I was spoiled, though. I was the one, and this is where social media just makes me want to thump people. <laughs> I accidentally read that he had died either on some some Facebook feed or a Twitter, somebody freaking out on Twitter, 
And that is truly the time when I realized, oh, if something is big in my life that I'm wanting to watch, I don't need to go on social media until it's done. Until you watch it. Until you watch it. And that's very, very hard because sometimes you can't watch it that night. You got to watch it the next night. So you just have to stay away because everybody loves to process over social media. Mm -hmm. And there are the people who like to spoil over social media. They want to be the first one to tell everybody, hey, Matthew died. So I have learned, that is when I learned my lesson because that angered me so, so, it was ruined. so much. Same thing happened on Grey's Anatomy when mm-hmm. um, McDreamy died. Derek oh. died. Same exact thing happened. I heard it over social, because I was doing all my stuff. I was watching Big Bang Theory that night because they both come on Thursdays. Guess what? Nobody was watching Big Bang. They were all <laughs> watching Grey's Anatomy and Entertainment Weekly, their, their site crashed because of Derek's death and everybody was ticked off so I felt the same way from a a a PBS level with Mm. with Matthew Crawley sorry you missed out on that trauma I know you could prepare your heart (laughs) um who's the most overrated character in your opinion Um, in the movie yeah yeah I think the character I could have done without yeah that's good um I didn't love Thomas Barrow's mm-hmm. storyline just because mm-hmm. I felt like we've been we've there and done, done that, that through yeah. the six seasons mm-hmm. and the movie was 20 minutes too long and we could have cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though I know it was why it was there and then mm-hmm. he's in the house to cause strife with Carson mm-hmm. and figure out their dynamic. Yeah. I could have, we could have toned that down a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I agree. I think another thing was, uh, well, I had mentioned the assassination attempt before, too. This part was kind of meh for me, but I also get it. Tom is speaking with a girl who he doesn't know is actually the princess, the the king and queen's daughter, and he doesn't recognize her, because why would he? He's he doesn't never, know the monarchy. He doesn't know the monarchy. And so he's talking to her like normal. I thought that was funny and interesting and cute. But it also lasted about her whole storyline with her husband not really caring about the kid. I think all of that could have been. But I would have kept the part in of Tom not knowing who in the world he was talking (laughs) to. That was cute. For me, I think looking back, it was like a teaser of, is she going to leave her husband for Tom? Yeah. Like, are they interested in one another that way? Yeah. But I think it was just kind of warm us up for Tom's true love interest at the end. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm, look at you teasing. Since she decided to stay with her husband. <laughs> if you could be anyone living in Downton Abbey upstairs, Ooh. who would you be? And then my next question is downstairs, who would you be? Upstairs. That's tricky because I would want to be Lady Violet, but she doesn't live at Downton Abbey. <laughs> okay. So I would guess I would pick Cora because she can kind of oh. watch everything happen. She's a little anxious for my, my taste, mm-hmm. but just hoping and praying that her daughters do well in life and kind of pulling some puppet strings behind the scene. Okay. And knowing a little bit more than her husband when things go wrong because mm. she can handle it better mm-hmm. than me. Oh, that's good. How about you? Uh, Lady Mary, just because she's so snarky at the beginning, because you're rewatching them right now, and you've just, you, I mean, I love OG Lady Mary. I know. You're not meant to like her, but you just do, because Uh she's just flat. She's violet. She is. At a young age. They're the same person. But she's not as funny. No. 
She's just dry and yes. dark. And doesn't care. And doesn't care. Oh, I would be her in a heartbeat because <laughs> that's not my personality. Okay, downstairs. Who would you be downstairs? Oh, that this one. is so interesting to me because I have a lot of theories on. I would. My, my first thought is to be Anna, not because I care for Anna, but Anna gets to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets to have a relationship with everyone upstairs. Yes, and she's friends with them. Poor Daisy and Mrs. Patmore. Do they They're even stuck. do they even ever get to go where the they light, light the is? fires? Oh, that's true. They light the fires. Mm. <laughs> I think I would want to be, Anna's a good choice, or yeah. Mrs. Hughes. Oh, Mrs. Hughes is good, too. Because she is sneakier than you think she's mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the movie, she's actually one of the ones that instigates the overthrow yes. of the royal understaff. Yes, and I love that. I didn't picture her doing I that. I didn't either. But now that I'm rewatching, you kind of see... A hint of that mm-hmm. in the early seasons. She mm-hmm. like listens to conversations through the little grate mm-hmm. in the window or in the mm-hmm. walls, and she kind of manipulates the people mm-hmm. in her own posh way. I would also want to be Carson, I so like, you could taste the wine. I just want to taste the wine all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the first to sit down at the servant table at the end and eat. Um, I, Carson for me is one who remains steady the entire time. Even with the movie, you see this in the trailer that Mary goes to him and says, Hey, the King and Queen are coming. You've got to come back and help us. We need you. And you know, I will be there in the morning, my lady. Yeah. He's been there the whole time. Yes. And he is the anchor. But also when all this royal stuff happens, you know, he's married to Mrs. Hughes. And so she kind of gets to him going, Hey. I bet he's going, no, 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 we got to let this happen. No, we got to let this happen. Do we have to let this happen? Okay, we're going to do something about this now. He's slower to join in the hijinks. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Okay, let's wrap it up. Rating the movie, do you think people should spend their money to see it on a big screen? Or is it good enough to see it just when it comes out, however it's going to stream? I think if you are a Downton Abbey fan, Mm -hmm. you should see it in the movie. I agree. Just with, we talked about the orchestra swelling around you. Mm -hmm. The theme song is more elaborate. Mm -hmm. And just seeing it on a big screen and all kind of come together. And knowing, 20 minutes too long. I agree with that. I did look at my watch. Take a snack. Take a snack. Go to the bathroom before. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80 Four percent, I believe. Do you agree with that? Do you feel like that's pretty accurate? Yeah, I would give yeah. it a mid eighties, a mid eighties, yeah. a B plus. Yeah, if B you will. plus. All right. How about you? I, th- I would, I would agree. I think that it was, I think that it was exactly what I needed it to be. I think that I went in not having any high expectations because I didn't really know how we were going. I think the royal storyline was perfect. I was able to pick up where we left off. And I just enjoyed myself. I just enjoyed myself for what it was, exactly how I used to watch mm-hmm. the TV show. I did miss the Anna Bates storyline a little bit. I feel like Bates yeah. was there, yeah. which I was glad he was present. Yeah. Uh, but I think he only had like two lines. Right. He just went along with things. Yeah. You didn't get the interaction that we were used to in the series of mm-hmm. the lady maids with the girls yep. and then Bates with... Yeah. Lord Grantham. Yep. Didn't get the in the bedroom scenes as much. Right. Like behind the scenes of them getting ready. 
So I kind of missed that part of it. Right. They focused more on getting ready for the yeah. king and queen. Same with Mary's husband, who Henry, who I love. And I kept going, where, where is, is Henry? <laughs> where is Henry? Because Matthew Good is mm, good. And I thought he would be in it more. And he's not. But everybody who's been in doubt is, is there. Everybody's there. You just have little snippets of him. Yeah. And so you can kind of tell the people who probably had other jobs and they were able to busy. film one day <laughs> instead of seven. So, but, but they're all in there, um, including Bates. Again, he's there for some ringtail leading. And then Matthew, I'm sorry, his name is not Matthew. Good. His name is Henry in the show. He swoops in at the very end and is able to make our day. <sighs> Definitely <laughs> make my day. Definitely. Thank y'all so much for listening. It really does mean a lot to me. Again, I have a tendency to ramble on the closing of these podcasts. And I know there are a handful of you out there still hanging on to the very end to see if I say something exciting or intriguing or interesting or an Easter egg of some sort. Ooh, I should do that one time. I don't have one right now. I'm just very happy that you're listening, happy that you download, happy that you subscribe. Um, One of the best things you can do to support the podcast is to review it on iTunes, and it would be an honor if you headed over there. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Make sure to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and Lindsay Ray on Instagram. A lot of people have been asking me about... That was somebody texting me. Super sorry. So unprofessional. A lot of people have been asking me about uh, Dancing with the Stars and why I'm not recapping that. It's because I missed the first three weeks and it just felt weird to jump in in the middle of the season. But I think I'm going to do stories on it. So check out Instagram stories. Also check out my books. I have two of them, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Um, I worked really hard on them and I love them and I want you all to love them too because I'm an approval addict. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever.